0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 330 to 331 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us once again today as we uh, continue with our study of the book of Zechariah in the week of uh, December the 5th to December the 11th in the books of Haggai and Zechariah. Um, We are going to continue with what we started with yesterday about how the Lord can make us holy and also talk about what life will be like in the future day when we all dwell with the Lord in a state of holiness. So this is very much uh, looking forward to what we can do and how this applies to us and also uh, the second coming. And then uh, tomorrow we will have a double episode to catch up again. On what else we missed this last week uh, to focus on what else the Book of Zechariah talks about. So, if you remember yesterday, we were talking about how uh, some verses where the Lord asked Israel to do certain things to make them more holy, um, and He helps us to become more holy. Um, without the Lord, then we are not able to do this. In Zechariah verses seven, verses nine to ten, it says, "Thus, sayeth, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Execute true judgment and shew mercy." and compassions every man to his brother, and oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. So, some very simple things again, which if we do regularly, consistently, and sincerely, the Lord can then help to change and make us more holy and more sanctified. Executing true judgments. Now, obviously we're not to judge others, we, we know this, but... In terms of judgments, I think here, uh, this could be referring to also decisions or choices and things like that. Uh, But as well as that, as well as executing true judgments, showing mercy. So mercy has to be a part of this. And we know uh, that if we are hopeful to receive mercy from the Lord, then we ought to show mercy to those around us as well. That, you know, recognize that we, we... are required to show love and compassion uh, to others, uh, to every man. Notice the word every man to his brother. It's not just, um, you know, some of us need to show judgment and and compassion, but all of us need to show that compassion. And I think that uh, sometimes, again, that is difficult, but um, that is the way of the Saviour. He did so with the the vilest of enemies, uh, those that were to crucify him. Uh, He showed compassion and mercy to them Um, and of course you know he has perfect mercy and love uh, for all of us and that perfect mercy and love does not mean there are no consequences to our choices but of course those consequences can be paid by the saviour if we turn to him uh, and allow him to do so so I think this uh, idea of perfect mercy is perfectly um, shown by the saviour and we need to see how we can try and bring that more into our lives. Um, in, Ver- in Zechariah 8, uh, verses 16 to 17, it uh, shows, it says a similar thing. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbour. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbour. And love no false oath. For all these things, I, are, all these are things that I hate, saith the Lord. It's not very often we see in the scriptures things that the Lord hates, but we see here imagining evil against our neighbor, loving uh, false oaths. These are things that the Lord hates. And so we would do well to take note of that and uh, see how we can become more honest, become more true, become more, uh, again, compassionate and loving to our neighbor um, is an important thing that that we need to recognize and consider. So moving on to um, the next section then, where we're looking at the future day when all dwell with the Lord in the state of holiness. Uh, We need to look at some verses, uh, again, in a couple of chapters we've seen already, but with some different parts to recognize and see what life will be like in that future day. uh, And how how these descriptions might have meant rebuilding Jerusalem in Zechariah's time what they can mean for us today because of course when we think about the second coming I think sometimes particularly when I was younger I imagined this that the world was in a state of would would be in a state of intense persecution and destruction and difficulty and then the savior would appear and all would be made right and it would be all perfect and I don't think that's necessarily uh, how it is going to be we are told that we are building the kingdom now um, the work that we do, particularly as members of the church, but also I would argue some things that are done in the world that are good and right to to make others feel um, unified and loved and and included. I think all of these things and developments in the world are building us for the time when the the Savior will be here on the earth again. So in Zechariah chapter two, uh, verses ten to eleven. Where it says, sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I I come, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people. And I will dwell in the midst of thee, and thou shalt know the Lord of hosts have sent me unto thee. Um, Verses like this tell us that uh, when the Lord comes, then many nations will be ready. Uh, And that's why the work that we do today uh, in the work of salvation in the gathering of Israel um, is so important because it isn't the case that we can just kind of sit back and wait for the Lord to come, then do the the kind of the bulk of the work then. Although, of course, a lot of the work will continue and be done then. Um, But we need to build it as much as we can today so that when the Lord comes, we are ready as as Zion. Um, This is something we should be building now, Rather than be looking forward to, be, to build to be building when the Lord comes again, and we play an important part of that as members of his church um, when we move on to Zechariah chapter eight, we see um, what how, what it will become in verse three, it says, "I am returned unto Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain." Thus saith the Lord, there shall yet all men and all women dwell in the steep streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for every age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if it be marvellous in the eyes of the remnants of this people in, in these days, should it also be marvellous in mine eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. Um, this is um interesting, this, because indicates to me a time of peace particularly when it talks about the streets of the city being full of girls and boys playing in the streets um, I don't know about where you live uh, whoever wherever you live, dear listener uh, but where we live today the world is a scary place uh, we don't let our children out of the house to go play in the street because it's an extremely it's dangerous thing to do in these days um, and I know that, you know, in generations past, that was something that was done. Um, The world has become a place where that's more and more difficult to do. And the idea of the world being such a peaceful and happy and safe uh, place is something which we can look forward to. Something which is more difficult to build, I think, today than than Zion. Uh, But of course, building a Zion is also, I think, quite difficult to do because not only are we thinking about our wards and branches where we live. Of course, we can aim to build Zion within the walls of our chapel. And that's easy, I suppose, because we are unified, generally, behind the doctrine of Christ. But to build it in our communities, you know, that's something we are also encouraged to try and do. That's why we are encouraged to be citizens and good citizens uh, of the community around us, to help our neighbours. Uh, And that will uh, help to build that Zion as well. Um, We then get to Zechariah 14 and we see more of how uh, this this world with the Savior will look. In verse 9 it says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. And in then verse 20, And uh, 21, it says, In that day there shall be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord, and the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and seethe therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanites in the house of the Lord of hosts. Now, a few things I want to point out from these verses. Um, In verse 20, where it says, Upon the bells of the horses, holiness unto the Lord. Now, of course, I don't know. Zechariah couldn't very well talk about cars and planes and trains. Um, he wanted a concept of what that meant. So, in the the revelation he's received, he has been told that you know he, and shown that upon the bells of the horses, uh, that holiness of the Lord will be written. And I don't know if that's a a literal thing. I don't know if on the hubcaps of our cars that we're going to have holiness unto the Lord engraved upon them um, when when the Lord comes again. Um, I don't know if it's a literal thing or rather it's perhaps more of a metaphorical um, suggestion or a spiritual suggestion that the doings that we undertake will be all for holiness unto the Lord. The actions and the work that we do will be all for his name. Uh, and as we drive around or ride on the horses that we'll be talking about here, that the focus will be to develop holiness unto the Lord. Um, I think it's just a, a nice a metaphor, a nice idea, and perhaps it will be a literal uh, fulfilling as well. We, I mean, we don't fully know, and there's many layers to these revelations as well. But I just thought that there's perhaps more to it that meets the eye with that one. And the same again with verse 21. Every pot in Jerusalem shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. You know, everything should be dedicated to him. Um, and I suppose when we think about the temple, we think about how the temple is the kind of model at right now on the earth of what holiness to the Lord should look like. It is literally engraven upon the walls of our temples. Um, it's not on every part of the temple, but it's on the wall. Um, just thinking about how our homes can compare are the only place on the earth that can compare to the temple in sacredness. Uh, I I think I might have shared this before on the podcast, but when I was on my mission, we were obviously we were invited to a number of homes uh, to have uh, a meal, and we were invited to a particular home of a particular member. They were the state patriarch, and I believe they had been a, a mission president before and various other uh, callings within the, within the church and. We went into their home, and I suppose actually the callings that they had didn't, doesn't matter. But I'm just trying to get the sense of the type of member they were. They were a lifelong, well, actually they were a convert, but from the point of being a convert early in the in the 20s, I believe they were a lifelong member, uh, dedicated to the gospel. And when I when we entered their home, the feeling was immense. Was was over. Was it was so powerful of the Spirit's. Um, the lighting, the pictures, the music that they play, the the tidiness. And when I say tidiness, it wasn't a model show home, Um, but it was just simple. It it wasn't grand. It wasn't anything like that. It was just simple, tidy, just pure. Uh, And the feeling there was like almost the temple. Uh, And I suppose... It kind of depends on what was in the home and what was done in the home. The actions that this person, these people, Uh, did—that is what I hope to have one day uh, in my own home. Uh, It will obviously be a little while until then uh, because you know it takes work this kind of thing. But I just thought that that was uh, a lovely uh, example of what it could look like uh, when we have. the bells of our horses and every pot uh, in our home as holiness to the Lord. Um, this idea of no more Canaanite as well uh, in the house of the Lord of hosts, I don't think that this suggests that anyone will be cast out. On the contrary, I think everyone will be welcomed in to the point that there is no more Canaanite, but all our covenant people of Israel, that all join with Israel and join with the Lord to help move us work forward. Um, of course, you know, people will have their agency still. And I don't quite know how it will all work in that day. But what I do know is that all will be all, be, all will be invited and all will be loved. Uh, and how that work then works, obviously, it's the it's Lord's uh, kind of choices and actions that will help that. So uh, I'm, I'm not uh, the person to answer that. But what I do know is that he will love and he will... Welcome all with open arms, and who will also accept their choice and still love them just as much. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining with us today. Just for this longer episode to try and catch up with the week. It's been a very tiring week this week. Uh, that run up to Christmas is uh, is even more tiring this year, I suppose, perhaps because we are, uh, I would say, proper properly uh, coming out of a COVID situation, uh, the COVID pandemic, but. I mean, obviously, is still around and we are still kind of dealing with some of its effects, but certainly not to the same extent we have been for the last couple of years. Um, things just seem a lot busier, <laughs> which is not to be uh, surprising, I guess. Uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, joining us for your study. Uh, please join us tomorrow as we conclude this week of Haggai and Zechariah, and then we, do, we go into the final book of the Old Testament next week in Malachi. Uh, thank you for your time, and until we meet again.